Welcome to Fantasy Football BS with your hosts, Bryduck and the Snowman. This podcast is for all fantasy football players from your newbies to the most experienced players. This podcast is sponsored by Air Care Heating and Cooling, your number one air care heating and cooling provider in the Bay Area. In this episode, we'll be previewing all the games of the week, as well as giving you Bryduck and Snowman studs and duds of the week. So sit back and listen to this great content so you're the one dominating your league and hosting that fantasy football trophy at the end of the season. It's Bride Duck and Snowman. They come from San Man. They drop a little knowledge about the fantasy program. It's fantasy football. Mm. Division rivals player. Mm. Snowman's a Bronco while Bride Duck's a Raider. Yep. But that just makes for better bullshitting. <laughs> Two of the smartest football minds, so listen. A Raider in Fort Worth, a Bronco in the Bay. Bay. A mission to the top of the standings to stay. What's up, everyone? Welcome back. Welcome to Playoff Week. We are now in playoffs. Who knew we'd fucking be here at this point, Bryduck? I can't believe we're finally talking about playoffs. We didn't even know if we were going to be talking about a season, but we got playoffs this week. I'm your co-host, the Snowman, with my co or my co-host Bryduck over here from Texas, native Las Vegas rider, whatever you want to call his ass. Uh, he's here with me as well. Uh, I'm drinking a simple Logic West Coast double IPA. From Flatland Brewing Company out of Elk Grove. I went big. It is over 8.5%. I went big for playoffs this week, Bryduck. How are you doing, brother? You ain't going to need it, man. You're going to have the bye week. True, true. You ain't going to need it. You can can sit back. You might as well have a six-pack of those. You can sleep (laughs) this one off because, man, the rest of us peasants over here are going to have to freaking battle it out this week in quarterfinals. Yeah, I, I'd we be doing. Just... I'd be doing a lot better if I didn't lose two weeks back to back when all I needed to do was win one more freaking game. You controlled your own destiny and you and you fucked up. Total fail. I, and we were just talking about it, the strategy of of benching players, right? But to to secure a spot, I came in. I was fourth. Everyone fourth in my league beat the number two team. The number three team lost, and with. The Baltimore Ravens and Dallas Cowboys being on Tuesday, I benched Joe Tuck, and he ended up missing a field goal. He ended up missing a field goal. I was only up by five points, so I, I benched him, secured that dub, secured that bye week. Uh, I, I ran it by Bryduck to make sure that my eyes were seeing that correctly because you watch those scores so much and those standings so much, you, you kind of lose out uh, a, a little bit of looking at it too much. You don't understand. You can't realize if if that shit's for real or not. Yeah, no, for real. I mean, uh, and that was like the one circumstance that we said that you would do that in is if it's, you know, you're locking playoffs and, and you're, you know, securing a position to make, you know, that one or two seat or, you know, whatever seat it might be that you're trying to lock in. Um, so in that case, yeah, absolutely. You pull them because in your league, like you said, you know, your, your field goal kickers, uh, if they miss a field goal, you guys get negative points. So you yeah. only being up five points, I mean, he'd have to miss a couple of them, but still, like, it's, it, it happens. So yeah. why even have that, that option on the table? Just pull them and, you know, eliminate that from even being able to happen. So good idea there. You lock in your, uh, your bye week for that league also. Yeah, yeah, two two leagues, two bye weeks. We've been we've been going around the league, and, and we've been hearing some from some fans. Uh, I I know uh, Sarah, a fan listener, big listener, big big contributor to all of our all of our comments, is is in first place. Uh, was was 
didn't do so good last year was towards the bottom of her league. I know uh, another homie, uh, Brandon, over here is now in first place as well. So uh, listen to us, everyone. We won't steer you wrong. And if you end up being on the flip side of that over here with, like, the Foose, this episode can still do you right because even though you ain't in playoffs, yeah, the season ain't over. You still got consolation bracket, guys. You still got consolation bracket. You want to stay out of that punishment league. So kicking us going going off on this episode, Bryduck, let us know for those losers that aren't in playoffs or those playoff contenders over here what we listening to. Alrighty, guys. Yeah, we're going to be uh, jumping into Foose Clues, going over our question of questionables, doubtfuls, outs. Uh, obviously, we're going to be going over the listener mailbag and then also our studs and duds for week 14. If you're on social media, Instagram and YouTube, follow us at FantasyFootballBS, on Twitter at FantasyFBBS, on all podcast platforms at FantasyFootballBS. Perfect. Perfect. Again, we want to kick this shit off right, so playoff week let's give a nice little shout out to our sound engineer yeah <laughs> not a minute lost pmc <laughs> you know all right all right jumping right into it like always we we want to welcome back the foose over here just because he's not in playoffs uh he, he's still got to make sure he doesn't hit that punishment he, he's chilling still listening and he's always here to drop some knowledge and 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 ask some good questions to, to throw me and Bryduck on the hot seat over here. So welcome back, the Foose. What's up, brother? Let us know what's good. That's right, gentlemen. It's the Foose. Back at it again for another segment of Foose Clues. Yeah, buddy. It's the Foose. It's Foose Clues. We're hyped up. We got a great segment for you folks today. So let's get this thing going. Part of why I'm so hyped up right now is that the Foos Purple Cobra QB curse has been lifted. I am hyped. I started Kirk Cousins this week, scored me over 30 points. That is only the second time that that feat has been accomplished by a Cur- Purple Cobra's QB this season. We've, we've turned over a new leaf, boys. I'm loving it. Uh, e- either of you want to say a few words in memoriam of the curse before we lay it to rest? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I want to start off. I'm extremely upset, actually, because I wanted you to pick up Philip Rivers this week. <laughs> <laughs> and you just broke the news to me that it was lifted. And I was like, damn it. I had I had work for you to do. I know. And we, we were already planning his, his draft next year, everyone. We were saying Mahomes, First Tyreek round, Hill, sure, Tyree Keenan Hill. Allen. Uh-huh. We, we were... We are getting loaded up AFC. on the AFC West. <laughs> <laughs> Just only thinking about yourselves, huh? I see how it is. Gotta I use, see how it is. Use those powers for the greater good over here to help out the Broncos and the Raiders. Exactly. You know what? That that is as childish as a response as I expected. But there's no bringing me down today, boys. No bringing me down today. Speaking of things coming to an end, you heard it right. So too is the fantasy football regular season, and that of course means playoffs. So we're going to get into it, but first, let's go through this week's injury report. Let's kick it off with everyone's favorite frequent flyer, and that is Kenny Galladay. Any reprieve in sight for Galladay owners? Bryduck. It is not looking good for Galladay at all. Um, I mean, he essentially went from, you know, a week-to-week injury to why have they not placed him on IR? I mean, at this point, you you could have just 
placed him on IR, you know, brought somebody else in, but you're you're holding on to that roster position. It's a very strange outcome. Um, might be a little bit as to why Matt Patricia was on his way out last week. Um, Lions looked like they are breathing a little bit of a little bit of new life this weekend against the uh, the Bears. Uh, Matt Stafford saying that you know that the team feels that the, like they can actually like be themselves and and breathe again, which sounds kind of like uh, Matt Patricia was running a little bit of a dictatorship like uh, Belichick was, and I don't think uh, the Lions players were meshing very well with what he was trying to preach over there. So maybe that they only get... works if you if you win. Yeah, if you win, you keep everyone happy. <laughs> if, if you're you winning, you'll, people will be like, "Whatever, dude, I'll deal with it." But when you <laughs> suck, it's like, "Dude, I deal with it," and you know, we suck. This is this is bullshit. <laughs> so, but yeah, going back to, to, to Galladay, it's it's not looking good. As uh, his you know, the rest of the season is actually in jeopardy at this point because, you know, the Lions, if they even have a fighter's chance at this point, um, it's it's very slim. And, you know, if he is not 100%, I don't see them pushing him back out there to, you know, possibly injure him, you know, and have it le- lead into something going into next season. It's rough. You found a way to bring me down. Congratulations, Brida. It didn't take long. <laughs> Let's move on to another frequent flyer and another big name, CMC. But perhaps he is notable here for happier news. Uh, what's the latest on CMC? Snowman. Oh, man. Oh, man. What good What good news. For those of you like myself who's a CMC owner, he is hopeful to re- return back. The head coach... Matt Rule said there's nothing to make me think he's not returning this week against the Broncos. And, uh, well, that's going to be a good matchup to have because uh, that that is going to be a very depleted defense now that A.J. Boy over here just got suspended as well. So uh, they are just counting down the minutes until the season can be over for the Bronco fans. But CMC owners, uh, we talked about it a couple weeks ago that you were just, if you could inch yourself into playoffs, you, you, that's what you counted for. And uh, me and Brian Getting them at the talking, right time. You're getting them at the right time. Perfect timing. We were just talking about it today. And even if he is limited this week, which they may limit him just because, again, they're a stretch. They're somewhat on the bubble for playoffs, but it's a stretch that, that they'll be able to come back. But as long as he gets full workload week 15 and week 16, that's really what what you championship and playoff owners should hope for and but it it is great news to be able to even have this conversation that coming into the first week of playoffs cmc owners are going to get their boy back yeah if you're a cmc owner and you were able to weather the storm all the way to playoffs now you get to kind of reap those benefits so especially if you picked up mike davis you know he he, he had a decent season as a as a backup you know fill-in role so uh, if you were able to kind of plug him in during this absence and now you get CMC back, perfect timing for, you know, for playoffs, man, what better time? I mean, I, I lucked out. I was able to trade for James Robinson and I was able to swoop up Antonio Gibson and James Robinson and Antonio Gibson, besides this week with Antonio going down with that toe issue. But prior to that, the last two to three weeks with James Robinson and Antonio Gibson kind of kind of helped me go on a, a a three-week winning streak to to make me get that bye week. Awesome news for CMC owners, and he should have fresh legs going in the next couple weeks. So, uh, potentially big things for him coming off the uh, coming off being injured. Let's stick with running backs here, and let's talk about Josh Jacobs. 
whose Las Vegas Raiders narrowly survived an epic showdown with the juggernaut New York Jets, uh, despite his absence last week. So uh, let's talk to, to Bryduck here. What's the, what's the news on Mr. Jacobs? Yeah, Josh Jacobs, man, what a, what a heartbreaker that was because uh, such a great matchup. And then, you you know, a lot of people went and swooped up Devontae Booker, probably thinking that Devontae Booker would get the go. And uh, he did, and he just was not able to take advantage of that workload. Um, they shut Booker down. Uh, it's not looking good for Jacobs this week, guys. It's not looking good at all. So uh, right now, uh, Gruden came out this, uh, this morning and said that he would not expect him to play this weekend against the Colts. So it's looking like a, a multiple game. Uh, you know, if not, maybe even next week too. Um, you know, the Raiders are on the outside looking in, but you know, they're right on the bubble. So if they can kind of sneak out three of the next four, um, they can possibly make it into that one of those wild card spots. So they might be looking at, hey, we've got a chance at playoffs and we're going to need Jacobs for that. On the same, you know, on on the other end of that, you, you got to make it to playoffs. So you got to think if he can go, they'll, they'll you know, he, he'll be put in the game. But until he's, you know, ready, I don't think that they're going to push him out there too early. Um, you know, initially they were, they were thinking it was going to be like a high ankle sprain and you know how those have been treating people this year. Um, so the MRI came back clean. So it wasn't, it was just an ankle sprain. Uh, but still, you know, anybody who's ever rolled their ankle knows that, you know, it'd be a couple weeks till your ankle feels right. Tough sledding for Mr. Jacobs sticking with running backs here. Uh, let's talk about Deandre Swift, another frequent flyer on this list. Snowman, any good news for Mr. Swift? Uh, I mean, he's listed as questionable, but what what really concerns me is just how he was downgraded so so quickly. It went from he was coming back from a concussion. It looked good that he was going to come play. He was limited, and then all of a sudden, boom, illness. He's out, not not playing at all. There hasn't really been any news of what's going on, but I mean, especially with COVID, with people having illnesses, people having people stay home a little bit more. I I don't know if he's going to be able to to come back uh, this week or not. Uh, I I would still, even if he does return, I would still think that Karam Johnson or Karam Johnson, whatever however you pronounce his damn name, uh, and and AP would once again get the workload, and Swifts would be a very limited factor this week, even if he could return. Solid pronunciation from Snow. I think you're looking for Carry On Johnson. It was yeah. Carry On we were looking for. Uh, Man, that's not how it's whatever. Still, still great, uh, great insight there on on Mr. Swift. Um, again, sticking with running backs on this list, a new name, a guy we haven't seen on this list yet this year. I, I don't think, or or not at least for a while, and that's Ceh, your Kansas City running back. Uh, he's got an illness going on. Bryson, what's the latest on him? Yeah, what an absolute fucking nightmare. Uh, So a lot of people like me who are CEH owners, you know, waited it out. And hopefully you positioned yourself well enough to where you could flex him out had they ruled him out of the game. But they they said he was healthy. So you had to you had to believe that if he was healthy, that he was going to get the workload and come to find out, you know, halfway through the game, this guy wasn't getting a single touch. And after the game, Andy Reid said he was only going to be used on an emergency basis that is news that would have been great if brought to my attention yesterday 
totally screwed me, put up the huge goose egg, and, you know, it didn't end up actually biting me in the ass because Herbert and Keenan Allen, which was my uh, my other combo, that kind of screwed me this week. They put up like a measly 15 bo- points combined. So ended up losing the week and missed that second seed, and now I missed first round by, but that's okay. Now I just got to wax three people in a row. It can be done. It can be done. But yeah, with Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, just absolute nightmare. Status this week is obviously he's going to be fine, I I imagine. Uh, You know, he was battling a stomach bug and uh, he missed the entire week of practice. So they just, uh, I guess, uh, decided to keep him out of that entire game. But I do want to bring up something that we mentioned uh, early on. I want to say it was probably week five maybe six um, i'm wondering if i if i'm ringing a bell here with a particular previous uh, uh pro bowl running back that may have gone to the chiefs and how many rushing yards i predicted they may have with the chiefs have you guys been keeping up with this i don't i don't understand what you're trying to say over here so Le'Veon bell when he went to the chiefs you guys said he would still beast out and, and and CEOH owners should be should be worried. And I said he would have no more than 400 yards with the Chiefs after joining them. And I am looking like I am going to be right on par, boys, and maybe even come in well under 400. So uh, I just want to ring the bell on that one for Mr. Le'Veon Bell. It ain't over. It ain't. Still over. got a few games left. <laughs> yeah, well, if, if Clyde Edwards-Hilaire comes back, I mean, I, I think I'll be fine. Even if he doesn't, it looks like he put up a, a whopping 40 yards last week with the full workload. So If 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 Clyde Edwards-Hilaire comes back, he's got that stomach issue. He doesn't want to shit himself on national TV <laughs> when he's running the ball. Come on. Man, I, don't, I can't even remember the last time Le'Veon Bell had a 100-yard performance. It's been a while. Yeah, you, you, you might be safe on that call, Brad Duck. <laughs> let's uh all right let's round out this injury report with another guy who's had a really rough season this season and that is chris godwin what is the latest going on for for godwin snowman so he missed practice on on tuesday again just had had the pins removed from from his broken finger honestly i I don't know what to do with this guy. I mean, he's a similar person to to Josh Jacobs. Is if he's if he's ready to go, he's gonna play, and you want to play him, especially because this week they're playing the Vikings, and and that's a good matchup for Godwin. But it's gonna be something that Godwin owners are gonna want to watch very closely on the injury report, and we will update you like we do always uh, before before or on the weekend to make sure that you had the latest news on the injury report. But as of right now, he hasn't practiced. They talk about possibly him having one limited practice just so he can be eligible to play on Sunday and make it a game time decision possibly. But Godwin owners just pay attention. Look for it during the week. As of right now, it looks like he could be good to go, but you never know how that's going to work out. So just keep an eye out for the Friday final injury report. And as always, we'll update you on the weekend to make sure all Godwin owners know that he's either in or out. Yeah, and uh, Antonio Brown owners, uh, I think you guys should be watching very closely also because if Godwin is out, then obviously you definitely want to be putting in Antonio Brown. Good call. Yeah, great stuff. That's Well, that is a wrap for the week's injury report this week. So, let's talk playoffs, boys. 
Playoffs? Let's do it. It is playoff time. So what I want to know, uh, in your infinite wisdom and all, all that you have, have seen in your fantasy football experience, g- give us like the, the top two, one or two mistakes that you guys see people make when the playoff time rolls around, and, and how can we help our listeners avoid them? Braddock, you're, you're the reigning champ for the last couple of years, right? You Hit him up. I, I think the two things to me that always stick out this time of the year is people's lack of paying attention to the weather. I really think that people don't really weigh into how much of a factor that is that goes into games. I mean, you you have to imagine if you're going into a game where it's raining and there's 25 mile per hour winds, it's going to be a sloppy mess. So anybody that you're starting from that game, you're really gambling with because that that game could be super low scoring and like no offensive production for either side of the ball. So that's one thing that I always mention to people this time of the year that, you know, we're in December now you've got to start factoring those things are you going into a stadium where you know like the the broncos who might have you know 10 inches of snow and they're shoveling you know piles of snow off the field at at, you know at intermission or you know at halftime or whatnot so i mean it's it's something like that that i think is such a small detail that can be such a huge impact for your overall outcome for your points for that week. And when you're in playoffs, every week counts. It's do or die. So there is no next week. You've got to score maximum points this week. You've got to make sure that you put every right player in position so that you can score the the most points. No, good, good call. And as a, as a D2 or former D2 coach that coached in a snowy weather area, I can tell you that taking agile bags and trying to scrape off the snow to be able to practice at five in the morning with feats of snow. Now, obviously, Broncos have someone to shovel that shit for them, but that shit sucks. <laughs> like, that is the worst thing. Five in the morning, you're like, shit. Not only am I up, now I got to take an agile bag that you have to, for those of you that don't know what it is, just regular bag for practice and literally just scrape that shit off the, off the field. Not fun. But no, that's, that's actually a great... A great point and something that we've talked about earlier in in the season with the Browns with Baker Mayfield in the passing game that uh, the Cleveland Browns had a disastrous ridiculous amount of terrible weather for the last month. three to four weeks the last yeah last month it, besides these past two games and all of a sudden Landry's Landry starting to going just off going off Baker Mayfield starting to have great games now that the weather's there now you're seeing Kareem Hunt have less of a factor because he's getting less touches because they're not having to run the ball 45 times a game uh, because the weather is so bad. So uh, there's there's a big factor in it. Both sides, Landry's looking good. Weather's not stopping him right now. Kareem Hunt, weather was helping him out during this season. And then uh, another mistake I, I always see people is people start to overthink shit like they really start to overthink it and they're so worried and so nervous about making the wrong decision. Why don't you lean on people? Lean on fantasy football BS over here. We always are on our phones answering questions. If you need help, ask us, especially those newbies or beginners that made playoffs and don't understand how little of this can can help out. Hit us up. We'll be able to answer questions. But a lot of people, I just think they overthink it. They look at everything and they truly just 
don't get the understanding of it and they either go with the highest projected points because that they think that's the best way versus looking at something as simple as weather so hit us up we'll be able to to lead you and steer you in the right direction yeah and a couple tips i i I just want to leave with here is is kickers and defense also the easiest players to just swap in and out every week. I mean, who's really like super attached to their kicker? I mean, there's very there there might be like one or two out there that are like really like you you wouldn't want to drop. Um, but even defense this year has been like there's no real like stout defense that. I mean, week to week, I would have to have. So like someone like the Buffalo Bills, really good defense, but going into quarterfinals this week, they're going up against the Steelers. Do you really want to roll the Bills out against the Steelers? I mean, go look in your waiver wire and see what's out there. See who's playing a shitty ass offense and go pick up that go pick up that defense. Just because that defense hasn't done anything all year doesn't mean that they're not going to do something against a terrible quarterback. You know, g- going up against the Cincinnati Bengals right now, and their backup quarterback looks pretty good to me. So if you can go pick up that defense going up against the Bengals, you know, they might get two, three picks. So that's something that you can uh, capitalize on going into playoffs. Same thing with kickers. Go pick up kickers who put up a ton of points based off of offensive production. You know, if that offense puts up a lot of points every week, those are the kickers that you want. So those are the ones that you should be trying to get. Also, when it comes to weeks where... You might have a really good offense going up against a really good defense. Those are great weeks to capitalize on that team's kicker because they might not be able to punch it in near the goal line and they end up kicking three, four, five field goals that day. So those are things that you could pay attention to that here in the playoffs is so simple to swap in and out. I mean, kickers and kickers and defense, you know, you can go to the waiver wire the day of, you know, Sunday and pick up those guys. You don't even have to use waiver wire ads for that kind of stuff. So great idea to just jump in there see what's out there and see what you can you know move in and out of your lineup kicker and defensive wise so that you can optimize more points out of your team this week anyone who's playing the jets i was i was just anyone who's playing the jets, I was, jets bangles i was just gonna say chase those jets baby chase the jets yeah, yeah no absolutely jaguars and, and yeah the jags as well i mean you may even, you could even, for those of you that kind of been saving and waiting on that priority and just kind of stashing it and, and not making it because those teams that are constantly, constantly having to stream him. We have someone in my our league, uh, he's ranked sixth right now, and he's constantly just been streaming defenses the whole entire year. And it's someone that maybe you might just want to swoop up that defense and make him pick and have to use a shitty ass defense because you have a higher priority than he does and because he's going after anyone who's playing the Jets. Anyone who's playing the Jets and constantly getting 10 to 15 points from his defense, steal that opportunity from that individual and then that way that guy's screwed and has to pick up someone like KC Yep. Or or someone like that off the waiver. So uh, this especially, is the time. Yeah, especially when it comes to championship weekend, like use those waiver wire ads, block them, do whatever you have to, pick up and drop everyone day of the game. You know, like literally play dirty tricks because it's the last week. You got nothing to lose. So you know, it comes down to it. That's what you got to do. Dirty tactics here, folks. Dirty tactics. I love it. In it to win it. I'm in it to win. I'm, I'm all. If you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. Uh, 
I'm, I'm also loving the snowman's response to, uh, to, uh, to this question. The initial response is basically listen to fantasy football BS and, and ask us questions. That's a very, uh, that's a very meta response. I, I dig it. Hey man, we we gotta we gotta up our marketing. So I'm doing everything I can do over here. That's great stuff. You're a company man. You're a company man. <laughs> that's great stuff. Uh, I, I I think that's an awesome insight for our listeners to go dominate the playoffs. We're gonna do something a little special to close out this conversation uh, this week on on, on Foo's Clues. I want to do something a little special here in honor of the playoffs, uh, since our two main hosts here are both in the playoffs in our league. Uh, I want to throw this out there. Would you guys care to place a wager on who goes further in our playoffs uh, and something that, that the listeners can participate in here? Is it between the two of us or is it between other people? It's just between the two of you guys, the, the hosts. Okay. I, I'm all right with that. There's there's a couple people in our playoffs that I'm, I'm a little worried about their team. So. <laughs> <laughs> just so. all dismantled with injuries as they as they limp into playoffs. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> I, I'm all right with with placing a waiver, but uh, I I I want to know what the what the bet is. What are the stakes here? What are we what are we talking? Before I agreed it. So so my uh, my thought here was because we're doing this on the show. I think the stakes should be something that the listeners can enjoy as well. So I think the loser should have to sing karaoke 10 seconds of any song of the winner's choosing on on this show, on the the uh, Foo's Clues segment after the, the loss. Bum, 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 bum. I mean, I, I'll sing Bone Thugs all day. Uh, the winner's going to choose your song, though. I can, I, I can, I can dig it. I can do yeah? it. Yeah? I, I'm in, but and I'm and I'm coming in. You know, I'm coming in with this bet. I'm coming in a little bit behind the the, the eight ball because I got to play this week and snow doesn't. That is true. I mean, I I'm definitely in for it. It's not as bad. Uh, I mean, I I I, I run the sound. Uh, we'll, we'll I can, we can always make ourselves sound a little bit better. <laughs> I'll bust in sounding like T Pain with the auto tune. <laughs> I love it. I, I, None of us are Nate Dog over here. None of us are Nate Dog. Yeah, we so. got bo- we got boys in the music industry. We'll sound real good for ten <laughs> seconds. So, also for the record, I'm going to propose a tiebreaker because we don't want to end up in a studs and duds tie type situation here. So yeah. the, the the tiebreaker has got to be the uh, the points for that week. So if you both go out the same week, then whoever has the the okay. lo- least amount of points loses. Got oh, it. That's got smart. It. All okay. Right. Yep. Cool. This ain't soccer. We're going for the W here. All right, folks. So you witness it here. We'll keep you posted on the results in next week's segment of Foo's Clues. That's going to wrap it for this week. Keep on listening. Tag your posts or comments with hashtag Foo's Clues, and we'll get to them on the air. With that, I'm going to send it back to Bryduck and the Snowman. Thanks, brother. Thank you, Foo's. Thank you, Foo's. Always keeps us on our toes over here. Uh, always keeps us on, on the hot seat. And this is a perfect perfect time for us to take a pause and listen to our sponsored ad if you're looking to add to your sports memorabilia collection do yourselves a favor and check out the best in the business bay breakers they'll give you a chance to win full-size football helmets signed by some of your favorite players i've already added some fire helmets to my collection and you can too just follow bay breakers on facebook and get in the game all right all right welcome back welcome back jumping right into it uh, we actually get a Thursday 
Thursday game this week. So that is, I, I'm quite excited. I know, I was looking at the schedule it. and I was like, what's the schedule? Is like, is it going to be all funky again? Do we have like three Monday night games and three Tuesday games again? Or what's going and on here? This this ended up being a good week that we had two Monday games. We had one Tuesday and we, had, we have one Thursday. But were, were you able to find the Pittsburgh game? Yeah, it was on for me um, because I'm I'm Central Time, so it's probably different, like based off of like television rights and stuff on the on the West Coast for you guys because it's you know 2 p.m. for you guys out there. So I'm guessing whoever owns that channel didn't want to give up their spot for whatever lame talk show was probably on TV. Yeah, it was it was absolutely ridiculous. I was like, what what is going on? I want to at least be able to to hear what what is going on while I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm working obviously, so I got to do work, but I mean, I, I want to be able to check in because I had uh chase Claypool going uh, as well as I was going up against uh, Eric Ebron and uh, he, he murdered me and chase Claypool didn't do, do much at all. But I mean that we've been talking about it all year long. Everyone that Washington's defense is nothing to sleep on. And they proved it. Against They're a good team. And Alex they, Smith, man. I mean. Comeback player of the year right Comeback there. player of the year, dude. If anybody even mentions anybody else's name, just just go wrong because it's yeah. Alex Smith. I mean, if you watched Project 11 on ESPN, if you haven't, I absolutely urge you go do it. I mean, I have a totally new respect for that guy. Um, obviously, a Raiders fan, I, I didn't like Alex Smith when he was playing for the Niners. Um, so that, you know, obviously I didn't like him, so never really paid much attention to the guy. Um, then he went to the Chiefs and kicked the Raiders' ass for a couple years. Uh, but, man, that injury was gruesome, dude. And they give you some bone-chilling graphic photos during that. And, I mean, the guy I mean, almost you posted died. One and, like, it's, oh, yeah. It was horrible, man. Like, he got a really bad infection. It was so bad, they had to bring in, like, uh, military doctors. They actually wanted to see it because the the uh, damage got so bad, it was something that they see, like, only in war. Wow. That's how, that's how bad it was. He got some infection that they only see in war. That's uh, crazy. So it's pretty pretty gnarly, man. And, and the guy almost lost his not only his life, but his leg. Uh, and, you know, even now he still has a leg, but the thing looks pretty gnarly. And uh, he's moving out there. He looks good, dude. He looks super accurate. He's throwing some really nice balls the other night. Really nice balls. I mean, nice do, you balls. See, do you see the, the image or the picture where he got cleated? And yeah, and he was bleeding. gushing blood. Just gushing blood, and he's out just there such still doing it. Just a beast, man. Such a beast. That guy's pain tolerance is just through the roof. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I ended up seeing <laughs> Alex Smith. It was actually kind of funny. We were up in, in Tahoe for, for my uh, for my stepdad's uh, bachelor party, and it was the celebrity golf tournament. And, well, needless to say, uh, it was Saturday morning and we didn't make it to the celebrity golf tournament, uh, because we got up there early Friday and we saw him outside a casino. Me and my, my uncle tried to say what's up to him and nothing, didn't want to ask for an autograph or anything like that. Just wanted to say, Hey, good luck. And it was right after he got, right after he was done with the Niners. <laughs> and my uncle was just like, yeah, you always be a Niner, Niner for life. And he looks and just looks at us and doesn't say a word. <laughs> so uh but he, he is an absolute absolute beast i can 
nothing nothing bad to say about the guy and he he went through some shit with with the Niners but uh, I'm, I'm glad to see that he's okay and he's back on the field yeah it's crazy man I actually uh I I didn't meet Alex Smith but I was actually uh back when I was serving back in our college days uh at Chili's he came into Chili's and he was sitting at the bar and I remember he uh was sitting over there and it was the year he got drafted and he was sitting there and kind of you know feeling like he was you know king shit because obviously he's first pick you know and the girl that was serving him I'll never forget it man because it was I mean, it was probably one of the funniest things I, I had ever seen, but he was like saying something or kind of being like, I don't know if he was like being flirty with her or what, but he said something to the effect of like, don't you know who I am? And she's like, yeah, I do. And I'm a Raiders fan and walked away. And it was the funniest thing ever, man. I, I just remember cracking up and that's why I didn't really like him. Cause I was like, that was kind of cocky, you know? Uh, but you know, these are, these are kids, you know, these are kids that 19, 20 year olds with, you know, first round draft picks, millions of dollars now, you know, they don't, they don't care. They don't think about those types of things. So, and these are kids and, 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 you know, you have to remember, these are kids that are, are highly touted individuals from the time that they're probably in like middle school. So they've had nothing but people just jock them their entire lives. So, you know, nobody's ever really put them in their place. You know, very rarely do people put them in their place. So uh, it was just kind of funny to me. But but, you know, that's that's all way back when obviously the guy, you know, you watch this this uh, documentary on him and you can tell he's he's a super humble dude now. Um, he's, he's come a long way from the time he was a kid and, and he had to be cocky. He was always doubted. You know, the kid has always been doubted. He was never big enough, never strong enough, never fast enough. Um, so he kind of had to walk around with that chip on his shoulder. You know, he had to make himself, you know, who he is today. He didn't really get it handed to him. So, um, not, not that anybody does, but you know, that, uh, I, I just highly respect him after watching that, that documentary. Absolutely. Absolutely. And again, comeback player of the year. Hope he hope he gets it. Uh, going into into Thursday night, uh, it it'll be the Pats versus the the Rams. The Rams are now in first place right now. Uh, are 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 the Pats going to be able to to do anything? They're still they're still in it. They're still like mathematically the in it. Exactly. I mean, if it's Bill Belichick, I'm not going to ever count the guy out um, until somebody tells me that they're out. But I mean, you look at it and they are like really on the outside looking in here um and ultimately if the bills can't win the division this year i don't think they'll ever win it so i i really don't think that the 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 pats can make the playoffs but they still got a chance so you know they're still in the mix uh that nfc west is is pretty crazy out there it's kind of up and down all over the place i mean the seahawks going out there and losing to the giants man what did i tell you i was like that looks like a trap game if i've ever seen one and man they lost so i'm like dude that's a that, that was a tough hit for the Seahawks because they really needed that one to kind of catapult them, you know, into contention there. Uh, so, so tough, tough game. Uh, obviously a lot of players in this game that we're going to be looking at, um, you know, Cam Newton being one of them. Uh, if, if you, you know, if you're in those deeper leagues, you're definitely probably playing Cam Newton here, especially after the performance he put on last week. Um, I, I think COVID really did a number on a man. And I, yeah. I, I don't think a lot of people talk about that. The, the residual effect, of having covid um and you know i mean i just face it you know if, if 
it attacks your lungs. And if you come back, you know, you're probably super winded, out of breath all the time, low energy, Absolutely. you know, you're dragging. Like if you've even had just like the flu and try to, it's weeks until you're, you're feeling back to yourself again, you know? So just cause these guys are professional athletes, doesn't make them much different from you and I, when it comes to you get sick, you're sick, you know? So, Absolutely. you know, you feel like shit, you feel like shit. And it, it probably took him a few weeks to come back. I'm not saying he's going to be putting up 45 points, you know, uh, or the team's going to be putting up 45 points every week. Uh, but certainly if, if, you know, if you're a, a Patriots fan and an owner of any Patriots players, you were happy to see that. Absolutely. Uh, absolutely. And I mean, it's, it's always going to be tough, right? I mean, going into playing against the Rams, right? You got Donald. So if you got Jason White or, or Rowan Harris, uh, it's going to be a struggle going up against that defensive line as well as if you have Myers uh, and and you're having to go up against Jalen Ramsey. So uh, it, it's going to be a, a tough go at it. But uh, again, the Pats are still in it. So I, I still think if you're in those deeper leagues, uh, it, it's not something that you can you can take some of those players out if, if they've been your go-to players in your deeper leagues anyways. And and jumping into, into Sunday, uh, I mean, Pittsburgh at Buffalo. Pittsburgh coming off that loss. Uh, against the Giants defense and Buffalo just absolutely tearing apart the San Francisco defense he absolutely crushed them and as much as we talked about how good the Niners defense has been able to do this season with the injuries I mean Josh Allen looked like an MVP uh, Monday night so yeah and that's like one of those things with with my situation where this is where it comes into play where you're kicking yourself because you've got two stud quarterbacks so in my case I have Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen so every week I have to decide between these two guys who to play and last week Josh Allen put up 38 points and Patrick Mahomes put up like 20 or 21 or something like that um still ended up winning my my game in that league but you know that just goes to show like how much of a you know a predicament that becomes that's why I was trying to trade him so that I can gain assets on you know in the running back or, or wide receiver position so that I wouldn't have to you know, have that mental battle with myself every week of like Mahomes or Allen Mahomes or Allen because it really is it's tough man and you look at matchups and you just overanalyze it and you know at the end of the day, if you've got Patrick Mahomes on your offense, he, he starts 10 times out of 10 uh, yeah. over anybody else in the league. I don't care who it is. So if if you're in that predicament like I am and you have, you know, a similar situation, um, it's Patrick Mahomes every time. Yeah. Don't, no, don't I, second guess yourself. Even though he scored less this week, hey, it's it's an anomaly, really, if, if you're asking me. Because, you know, more often than not, Patrick Mahomes is going to put up more than Allen. Yeah, I'm I'm battling with Josh Allen and Deshaun Watson. Yeah, see, that's now. another tough one. And I with I, I went Watson. I've been going Watson because Watson's been the more his numbers have been consistent. Even though Josh Allen has been able to to put up higher numbers with him in certain weeks, I, I can always count on Deshaun Watson to give me anywhere between 27 to to 33 points, not 40 points one week, 18 points the next week type of thing like that. Well, with without. Without Will Fuller, Deshaun Watson it still threw for over 300 yards. He had two two fumbles for losses, uh, it, and all of a sudden it's like, okay, now I have a week to examine if that missing of Will Fuller is really going to hurt Deshaun Watson's rest of his season uh, without without Will Fuller, or if I'm I'm okay 
He's still going to be able to pull through, but I got the bye week, so at least that gives me that week to this week to be able to examine what I want to do next week wise and and play it based upon a, a matchup. And I mean, also, I mean, looking looking at this one, survivor wise, can I trust? The, the Seattle Seahawks over the Jets just losing against the Giants? Uh, I mean, you have to think that the Seahawks can beat the Jets. Uh, I mean, the Jets took the Raiders to the wire, man. And <laughs> literally 59 minutes and 55 or 54 seconds of that game, you know, at that point of the game, I was, I was very very upset uh i had walked out of my room when they scored that last touchdown with a lot of profanity and i was not happy about it um so you know i think i think when it comes down to it i think that the seahawks will beat the jets i think that you could be safe with with going that route and i think that's another another kind of thing that we were talking about last week right with the raiders needed a they need needed to make a statement game and unfortunately it was more down to the wire than Raider fans would have hoped but missing Josh, Josh Jacobs and other pieces made it a little bit tougher but same thing with with the the Seattle Seahawks right now you lost first place because you lost to the Giants and the but the Giants have a better defense they honestly have a a tougher uh and a better defense than the Jets do but I mean, it's the Jets and and clearly firing their defensive coordinator and not Adam Gaze just clearly has to say that they got to be tanking for Lawrence. Uh, So I mean, you would think that, but if you were tanking for somebody as the defensive coordinator, if I was in on this scheme to tank for Lawrence, I wouldn't get fired the next day. True. You know, so you have to go back to that and just look at it as... No, the guy's really just that fucking stupid. That's why they were 0-11. He called a zero blitz. I forget the exact number. Don't quote me on this, but it was something like in 83 situations where that circumstance has taken place. There is only one time in all of those 83 circumstances where a team has called all-out blitz, and it was that one fucking time. So it never happens. You should never call a zero blitz when the opponent is on the 50-yard line. You literally line your entire defense in the end zone. It's jump ball city back there. Like, that's what you're waiting for. So why you would go man coverage in that that circumstance is beyond me. Um, I mean, they're talking about this might be the worst defensive play call of all time. I mean, of course. Like, that's how bad of a play call that was. I mean... Poor Jets fans. Poor Jets fans. I I used to be a defensive coordinator, and putting yourself in a a cover zero situation to begin with is tough. It's a very easy read for quarterbacks to be able to do it and hit the hot route, and unless you can get to that quarterback quick, that... It, it it already is a huge risky and, and almost not a worth it call to make as a defensive coordinator. But now you're on top of that saying that you are trying to do that to at the end of that game instead of just kind of just sitting back. Uh, I mean, and just letting... It's not like you had to go in and prevent defense. They obviously still had time to, to be able to, to make some damage. But keep everything in front of you. Yeah. Keep everything in front of you. Don't have no safety help against a rookie cornerback against a guy who can run a 4-2. I mean, yeah, it, terrible all, all, 
all, all signs point to that being the easiest throw Derek Carr could make in his career. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I, I think the Seattle Seahawks, I think uh, everyone on that offense, Carson, uh, Lockett, DK, uh, Russell Wilson, hopefully Russell Wilson, seems like this is kind of a common theme with Russell Wilson that he starts off very strong and then the last couple weeks he just kind of tapers off and there goes his MVP season. Yeah, I mean, w- with the Seahawks, they've been a kind of a, a strange team to analyze this year. Um, because they've got all the offensive weapons for sure. The defense just hasn't quite been there. Um, and I think that's why they've struggled. I think that Russ just feels like he's got to be everything and it is all fallen on him, you know, because in those, in those types of situations, when you're having to put up a ton of points every week, um, it starts to weigh on you. If I I literally just saw somebody post this about the Raiders that of their uh, six of their seven wins this year, six of their seven wins, they've had to score over 30 points to win. That's crazy. You can't you can't expect that to happen. You know, like if you have seven wins on a season and six of those seven wins, you had to score 30 plus points in order to win that game. You can't count on that. Your defense yeah. is shit, and you know you're you're putting too much pressure on your offense. Absolutely. So I think that you know if you look at those types of statistics, that's what starts to hurt quarterbacks, and it starts to put those quarterbacks in that downward you know uh, progression or not progression, but you know regression of yeah. you know going downhill toward the end of a season. Here in Russ's case, he kind of, like you just said, he kind of has that MO. And then it seems like playoff time comes around and then he kicks it back into gear and the Seahawks are a totally different team. But that also being said, that's pre-COVID when you've got the 12th man in the house. You know, you don't got the fans behind you to really, you know, push you over that, you know, that that breaking point. So, I don't know. I think it's going to be interesting to see what the Seahawks can do. Um between the Seahawks, the Rams, and the Cardinals, who's the most complete team is the question. Um, yeah, you know, true story. And really, who has the most, you know, the easiest schedule here on out? Uh, that That's what I think it's going to come down to. Yeah, no, absolutely. And it's going to be interesting to, to going forward. And uh, obviously four more weeks. we know that. Yeah, yeah, four more weeks. But we know that uh, this week alone, the, the Seattle Seahawks have a great matchup for your offensive players. Absolutely. And, uh, I don't know about the defense. When we talked about picking up defenses against the Jets, I don't. I, I still think would, I was... though, man. I still would, because Jamal Adams is still back there, and he's good for a pick or two. Yeah, you know, yeah, definitely. He's a ball hawk, so uh, you know, I could, I could see that. And the the Seahawks are really good at punching balls out and getting fumbles and getting takeaways. You know, they might let up a lot of yards, but they're good at getting takeaways. Um, yeah, and takeaways are points. So you know, not not a bad play, not a bad play. Going into going into Monday night, Baltimore versus Cleveland. What what a matchup this will be. I I don't know about you, Bryduck, but I mean Cleveland Cleveland had a good statement game against Tennessee, right? We talked about uh, that that it was going to be interesting to see Cleveland versus Tennessee, and and Cleveland went out there. Baker Mayfield did his thing. Jarvis Landry had another big game. Nick Chubb is still doing his thing. Obviously, he, he Nick Chubb is killing it this year, and now now you're going up against a Baltimore's defense who is 
one of the best in the league. Uh, I mean, McQueen is just killing it over there this year. And now the the Ravens are going against a, a Cleveland defense that isn't as good. But I, I still consider this to be, I think it's going to be a good game. Uh, I, I'm interested to, to watch this game. And again, a lot of fantasy implications and, and going into playoff for, for fantasy owners. This is going to be an interesting matchup for for people to kind of look out for with their players. Yeah, it's 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 funny because uh, you know early on in the season I ate crow and came out after the the Browns won a couple straight. I was like, you know what, I might have been wrong about the Browns. They look pretty good, and here they are. You know, they're sitting here with the the best record that they've had since 1994. Um, yeah, really surprising a lot of folks. Um, I think this is what people have been waiting for. Uh, they've been yeah. waiting for the Browns to do this because they had this this roster. It sucks that OBJ had to get injured um because you know that's just another uh, offensive weapon for that for that team um to make them even that much better but um in this situation i do think it'll be a good game what a tough division ravens browns steelers i mean they are really making it uh, very interesting out there in the north so uh you know I, I i like cleveland in this game i really do i i think lamar jackson's you know coming off of also being positive on COVID. Uh, it's just the Ravens are one of those teams that this year, only talking this year, I've, I've watched them play and I'm like, how are you winning games? Right? Like not, you're, you're really not doing much. You know, you're just kind of, you're just kind of doing enough. Um, so they're one of those teams that, even if if you face them in the playoffs, are you really scared of the Ravens? I don't know. Um, but you know, Lamar Jackson strikes a lot of fear in in, in opposing defenses. So, it, no, exactly. And I mean, he's he he's had a good game against Dallas, but again, Dallas is Dallas, right? Dallas is a terrible defense. And I mean, he he going into that fourth quarter, he's he he was at twenty four point six points going into the in, into the fourth quarter and and doing well. It's just obviously it's against Dallas's defense that isn't as as good uh, as a Cleveland rival that you're you're having to compete for a playoff spot against yeah so, division games are tough and baltimore's gotta gotta pick it up and this because... is one of those games where i i looked at weather um as i was picking players for our studs and duds and i i want to say this is one of those games where they were looking at possible snow really cold weather uh possible like 20 mile per hour winds so it's gonna be a cold windy game um, yeah, so that's something to be aware of uh, out there in, in Baltimore this weekend. And they're they're sitting at right now they're they're sitting at seven and five uh, after that win. But I mean they're not they're on the bubble. Yeah. They're technically not in in right now, and and they need to pick it up because the Browns have that fifth spot, and of course the the Steelers are are sitting up at that at that number one spot. Uh, so it, it's a it's a definitely a playoff thing uh, for for them in the regular season, just to even survive to get themselves into the playoffs. So uh, definitely an interesting one. But again, a couple interesting matches that people are going to want to exploit. Uh, anything against the Jets, of course. Uh, anything uh, against Jacksonville. Um, watch out for for teams like Washington's defense or the or the Giants or or again even even coming down to it even though the the Niners got their ass kicked against Buffalo I was just telling someone that the Niners are going to ruin someone's season 
they they easily can. They're, they're in I don't give a fuck mode anymore. They're not going to make the playoffs, so let's just fucking ruin someone else's life. Yep. So going into our studs and duds, that's kind of a perfect segment. Uh, the uh, Bryduck has has taken the trophy this season, so we we got to decide how and what I I owe Bryduck since no one gave us any any thoughts on that and uh, no one gave us any suggestions and w- with COVID I'm I'm gonna just try to ship you a bottle of alcohol I guess or something see if I can find rocks tequila yeah I th- I think that's a, a a fair call a fair call um but man I was just looking over the last five weeks of my duds I'm 11 for 15 yeah so no, been... I picked back up I I had a a little a little slump there week six seven and eight uh, no, actually five through eight. So a whole month of a slump where I only got four right in that, that entire month. That wasn't a good month. Uh, but since then, I'm 11 for 15. So we picked it back up and I'm picking good duds for you guys. So uh, if you're if you're looking for who not to start this week, uh, definitely pay attention here. My first uh, dud of the week is going to be Leonard Fournette. So Leonard Fournette is projected to put up 13.67 points. Uh, however, Arians has already come out and said RJ's getting the full workload. He wants him to be the 20-plus carry back. Um, it looks like Fournette's taken a major back seat here. Uh, seemed to be an early favorite kind of of Brady, but lately can't seem to catch a pass out of the backfield. And if Brady can't rely on you, you're not on the field. I can 100% guarantee you that. Absolutely. Um, and Fournette has only exceeded 10 points two times all season. So all season has he put up more than 10 points, um, which isn't a lot of points, especially in PPR leagues. Uh, So for him to put up 13.67, I mean, he's only done that twice this year. I'm I'm thinking that's a a big whiff for Leonard Fournette this week. So that's my first dead of the week. Number two on this list is going to be Stefan Diggs. So I know what you're thinking. Stefan Diggs is a fucking beast. He's been beasting out all year long. What the hell are you thinking here, Bryduck? Well, the Steelers are the number one defense in the league for letting up the least amount of passing yards against opponents this season. So Josh Allen and Josh Allen owners, uh, beware going up against the Steelers this week. It's not going to be easy sledding. Uh, This is the toughest defense in the league against the pass right now. So Stefan Diggs, Josh Allen, Beasley owners. I mean, anybody on that offense, you have to think is going to take a reduction in points this week. Um, so he's proje- he's projected to put up 15.37 points. Um, you know, I'm thinking this might be one of Stefan Diggs first down weeks of the season uh, because oh, okay. he, he has absolutely been just you know, on the slumps this year, uh, or been on the, on the ups this year. And this will be his first downward trend this year. Uh, cause he's, if you look at his points this year, he has put up double digit points every single week. He is absolutely on fire. Oh, he's crazy. So Diggs is, is been doing great. Uh, number three on my duds list, uh, might come as a surprise because of what we said earlier. And I had made this list, uh, prior to, uh, the news that came out. So I'm going to have to change this pick, but, uh, I had Josh Jacobs on this list. Um, I still think that even if you're a Devonte Booker owner going up against the Colts is going to be tough. Uh, they're the, why don't you just put Devonte Booker in there? Yeah. Cause he's, he's only projected to put up like four points right now. <laughs> 
So I can't I can't do that. But later on in the week I might. Uh, so so I'll, I'll definitely have to bring in an alternate here, folks. But uh, just just to 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 lock up this third pick, um, if if you're looking for someone in, uh, as a running back this week going up against the Colts, they're the eighth toughest team against the run. Uh, not an easy matchup for for any running back, let alone a backup running back. Um, so definitely if, if you're looking to replace Jacobs with Booker this week, I'd probably think and, and go somewhere else with that. I mean, Buckner, man, Buckner coming back off that COVID list and, and he, he was tearing it up. Niner fans got to be pissed still about that one. Oh man, they, such a terrible trade. Such a terrible trade. <laughs> such a terrible such, trade. Going into, uh, my duds, uh, over here of the week. I'm, I'm, my first one's going to be, uh, Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley going against the Chargers. The Chargers aren't uh, the a g- terribly great defense, but Todd Gurley just—he's very touchdown dependent. If if he doesn't get a touchdown, he'll rush the ball for for twenty times and and only get, gain forty yards out of it. He, he's he's definitely not the Todd Gurley that we're used to seeing back in his prime when he was with the Rams. And for him to projected wise, he's looking at sixteen point three four points. I think it's just is high he can do it obviously but it's going to be best on based on whether he can get a touchdown and honestly uh i I think they're just going to be content with with being able to kind of split carries and and get smith involved uh smith's been a a good ppr back for for ryan out of the backfield and and jones coming back they're just going to be a very pass heavy and i just don't see todd Gurley uh doing it uh, like he's done his prime. Yeah, that's but, a great pick. I, I actually had Gurley on mine until I saw your list, and then I swapped it out. I mean, the guy only has one 100-yard game all year. Yeah. Super touchdown dependent. So, yeah, yeah, great, great, great choice there. Lamar Jackson is my second. Again, going up against that divisional game, he's projected to have 24.36 points. And, I, again, um, I, I know he had a good game against against Dallas, but Dallas is a completely different team than, than Cleveland. Cleveland's going to control the clock with their running backs. Uh, they're going to try to limit Lamar Jackson being on the field. And again, just, I mean, people we've seen, people coming back from, from COVID just completely struggle the first couple weeks because of the implications that health-wise that they have because of COVID. So uh, I just don't know if he's going to be able to do it. Uh, and again, it's just a, a divisional game, huge game. I think uh, the Browns cover that and do quite well uh, against that. And my third one here is kind of a kind of a, a risk of a pick here, but um, the Giants, like I said, the Giants got a, a decently good defense. Uh, they are, uh, I, I they're tw- the 29th. This is actually crazy. 29th hardest defense to play in fantasy football. It's it's in New York, so they they are they are playing in New York, and it it's Kyler Murray. Scoring twenty nine or twenty six point nine six points, he's had a great year. But going up against a New York Giants defense that is twenty ninth, uh, so they they have a tough tough matchup there. And as well as just being in the weather, uh, who knows what New York can be able to produce for him? That would be my third dud of the week. 
Nice, nice. Yeah, Lamar Jackson and, and Baker, man. You you lived in Ohio for a little while. Like, it, what what's that rivalry like for for the Ravens versus the the Browns? Is that like a big game? They got like a special name for it or something? Because I mean, you look at Lamar versus Baker. You got to think this is like the battle of the swag game, right? Like <laughs> these guys just bring so much swag to the table. It's like you know both of them want this game so badly for bragging rights. It's a division game. Like these are guys with some big big you know characters right here it it's really honestly cleveland treats every single game like they're in the super bowl they tailgate like they're in the super bowl they they show up like it's the super bowl every single game is is a big game for the cleveland brown fans no matter win or lose they don't really care uh but this has been something that's kind of as I can see, it's it's starting to grow into more of a matchup. When I was out there in Ohio, Cleveland still sucked. Yeah, so uh, it, it really was just Baltimore versus Pittsburgh, and and Baltimore just and and that Pittsburgh relationship just was always those were the two contending teams. Now that Cleveland's coming up, I could see something being a little bit more intense here in the next couple of years, uh, but. Who knows? Maybe this will be the first year that it kind of starts as that as that new rivalry rivalry in the uh, in the AFC. Man, I've only met like two Browns fans in my entire life, and I used to work with this dude that was a huge Browns fan, and I was like, dude, you must be like the most loyal person in the world. <laughs> because like literally like to stick with a team that's been that bad for literally forever like you must be like the most loyal person in the world to still be a fan of that shitty team absolutely absolutely but uh jumping into studs and something a little bit more happy on the happier side these are going to be our good picks of the week here folks so number one i've got alvin kamara alvin has been struggling without breeze uh but super low projection in a favorable favorable matchup going against a terrible philadelphia defense um only projected to put up 15.77 points again seems super low for kamara considering what he was doing early on this year but he he really has been a little bit on the on the downward trend um but with philly being so bad i can see the saints going up big here early and it turning into kind of the kamara show thereafter um so so look for alvin kamara to have a big week this week uh next up is Kenyon drake uh Kenyon drake has looked great since he's come back right uh, i mean this is the guy that we drafted early you know maybe late first round early second round maybe even late second round um you might have stole him in the third who knows uh but Kenyon drake you know primarily uh annual draft position was going around like the 20 spot uh so you've been waiting for this and he's exceeded his point projecting projection in his last four contests contest since he's returned um so this is very promising news uh they're going up against the giants now the giants defense is good they're not bad um and and i think a lot of people you know kind of dismiss how good the giants actually are on defense look what they did against the seahawks uh shut down a really explosive offense so is it a favorable matchup no but Kenyon drake's only projected to put up 10 points and i definitely (laughs) think he can exceed that um (laughs) Um, And then lastly here, going with my as per usual trend, uh, Philip Rivers. Oh, old Philip Rivers, how I hate thee. Uh, Like him as a person, but I hate him as a player. Uh, (laughs) Philip Rivers projected to put up 22 points against my Las Vegas Raiders, who literally 
are the ninth worst defense uh, against opposing quarterbacks. So we let up the ninth most points in fantasy football to opposing quarterbacks. So pretty much if you have a quarterback, if you have a quarterback going up against the Raiders defense, uh, top 10 every week. Uh, so <laughs> that's not, that's not good news for my Raiders. Uh, so Phillip Rivers, I think comes in, I think he has a, a good day. T Y Hilton seems like he's healthy and, and kind of coming on here as of late. Uh, and he, he's always given us, you know, trouble in the past. Um, so I see Phillip Rivers coming into uh, Las Vegas and, and giving us a fit here in a, a must-win game here for the Raiders because uh, we are and uh, looking like a game out of playoffs right now with yep. the Dolphins playing really well. You've got obviously the Ravens who are right there in the mix of things. Um, so it's going to be interesting here over the course of the next four weeks. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Good good picks. I'm going, my first one here is James Robinson. James Robinson uh, going up against Tennessee is is going, projected to have 16.88 points. Uh, James Robinson, ever since Minshaw kind of went down, I don't know, they've just seemed to, to get Robinson the ball more. Uh, he's being more, used more in, in the pass game. I think he's, he's averaging right now between 25 to 30 to 30 touches a game right now and and in the last two weeks he, he's combined to have over 48 points so i mean this just, kid's gotta be like in the offensive rookie mix i mean he has he, to be he, he's gotta be up there at the top because this is a terrible team and he is yeah. producing every single week every Absolutely. single week he produces um on a shitty team imagine if this kid was on like a really really good team with like a really good offense what he could be doing uh so impressive the numbers this kid's even putting up every week i mean his worst game was was against houston back in back in week five and that was his lowest game at at 10 points and indianapolis week one he had 10 points uh, ever since then I mean, 21, 30, 14, 15, 31, 26, 22 the last two weeks. And that was against uh, Cleveland's defense, who's ranked 22nd against um, best against the run. So uh, definitely a tough one right there. And, and Tennessee's uh, defense is the seventh worst defense against the run. So uh, I, I think something uh, can can definitely spark there. And, and again, they're going to want to keep Derrick Henry and everyone off the field. So I think that's just going to be a, a good matchup right there. And on the flip side of that, uh, I think if you have a Tennessee player, you can go against the Jags defense and, and also have a good week. But uh, I, I'm going Miles uh, Gaskin, number two on my list here, uh, projected to have three, 13.61 points. Uh, I think Gaskin is very underrated in what he's been been able to do. And uh, at, with a PPR in, in his hands out of the backfield, he does quite well. And in 13.61 points against a KC defense that didn't look very good uh, against the Broncos. Because Melvin I'll Gordon led up like 132 rushing yards against Melvin freaking Gordon. Yeah, yeah. Best best game of, of well, of this year. But it, that is just a terrible defense. It's a terrible rush defense or run, de- or run defense, excuse me. Uh, so Gaskin over here, I, I think in definitely exceed that 13.61 points and on top of that if Miami gets down Tua is going to look to Gaskin as a nice little check down in order to be able to to get him the ball in the passing game as well uh and then I, I'm going three running backs here uh Wayne Goldman for for New York Giants is only projected still 
only projected to have 12.21 points. I mean... And Gallman's been balling. He's He's been balling. I mean, he's been just... Whoever swooped him up in, in the last five weeks is just super happy. He's been able to either get you into the playoffs or just help you propel up your standings because he, he's almost like the Devontae Freeman uh, that... Uh, four years ago, five years ago with, with Atlanta where you swooped him up and him or Tevin Coleman from Atlanta that year were just tearing it up for you with Shanahan and just were underrated. They weren't drafted. Doesn't matter. They came in and they just killed it for you. So he's only projected to have 12.21 points against Arizona, who's not a very good defense. So yeah, I like it. I like it. Well, I just finished off my, my 8.5 Per center over here, my Simple Logic West Coast Double IPA from Flatland Brewing Company out of Elk Grove. So, Bryduck, again, happy first week of playoffs here. I know you're playing. Good luck to you. I, I hope you lose so I don't have to sing karaoke. <laughs> but let's let's get a preview of uh, of that of that voice during these closing remarks of what we're about to hear next week. I want to kiss you all over. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding, guys. This is a little preview. Get you, get you, get, get you going here. Uh, social media guys, follow us, Instagram, YouTube at fantasy football BS on Twitter at fantasy FBBS. Make sure that you guys are hitting that notification button, subscribing. Uh, so that way you guys get pinged every time we drop something new, uh, always dropping, you know, waiver wire picks, injury reports, um, all relevant news throughout the week that you guys are going to want to keep up with uh, on all major podcast platforms you can follow us at fantasy football bs uh, next week of course we'll be going over uh, hopefully me winning my first week of playoffs and snow sitting there pretty on the bye week and uh, you know hopefully we'll be able to discuss a lot of uh, wins with all of our fans and the listeners in the listener mailbag with the foos clues um, also be going over our studs and duds uh, bye week replacements anything that you guys need to be uh, keeping an eye on here moving into the end of the year uh, and then all as always thank you to our sponsors air care heating and cooling you can reach them at 408-809-7350 or visit them at www.aircareheatandcool.com uh, like the snowman said good luck to everybody in the quarterfinals this week hope you guys get that dub Peace out. Ain't no time to waste. Dedicated to the game, no matter what the case. Adjust to the fact that I know what the end is. Not when it's coming, so I'm running for the fences. Prolong what I can in my time here.